Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. As always, you're tuning in with me, your host, Anastasia Burtnick, and it is such an honor to be here with you. So on today's episode, I want to talk about things I did to change and shift my life. So whenever I coach with anyone, I will always look at you as a whole. I don't address parts of you. I always address all of you. So whether you are looking for assistance in your help, in, in, your, in your health, in your relationships, in your business, in the way that you feel about yourself, whatever it is, I am not going to just look at one area because what is happening in one area of our life is going to bleed into every other area. How we do one thing is how we do everything. Now, that being said, there are going to be things where we are rocking in some categories in our life and we are not putting and transferring that same energy into the other areas. But what you will notice is that the pattern of us not transferring that energy is going to be the same even in the areas where we are really doing well or really rocking it out. So we need to address ourselves as a whole. Now, the reason I want to talk about some of the things that I've shifted in my life is because even though not all of these things are energetic, they've had a huge impact on every single area of my life. So one of the biggest changes that I made over the, the last several years, I'm at just over two years now, I stopped drinking. So I've been sober for over two years now, coming on two and a half. And it was an amazing decision. Now, that might not be your cup of tea. That, and that's totally okay. But for me, that was a significant change. And although I'm not an alcoholic, and there's no shame in that, that's just something that people experience and they move through and there might be karmic um karmic ties and, and lessons there that they need to fulfill. And maybe it's from a past life. Maybe it's from upbringing, whatever it is, doesn't matter. And there's no shame in it, but I made the choice to stop drinking. 
I already for quite a while had not been having many drinks. So it'd be like, cause I, I preferred to be in control. I preferred to be designated driver. So I might have one drink or something because I like the taste of it, but there was a time, especially when I grew, I'm Ukrainian. So alcohol was a big part of our culture. I mean, I was three years old having like my, my grandmother would pour me these little tiny glasses of beer. Um, it was a little bit bigger than like a shot glass, but she, I was like pouring little beers. I mean, I came home from nursery school one day and, uh, had a hard day and I walked in into the kitchen, got, went into the fridge and my mom just happened to have an open beer in the fridge, which is super weird. Cause it'd probably be flat. But anyway, I was like, I had a hard day. I need a beer. And then I went and I grabbed that beer and I sat on the couch. My mom is looking at me and she's like, what the, what? So this is a fun story that I always get reminded of, but from a very young age, alcohol was always part of life. And then the military Um, man, if you weren't drinking, you you were like weird. Not many people in the military don't drink. Um, and the ones that do just are in a very different kind of track and mindset than everybody else. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's very, very indoctrinated into the military lifestyle that you drink after work, you go up to the mess, which is like the, the bar kind of thing. And you have drinks. You have drinks at the Christmas dinner and at the, at the, like the ranks dinners and and everything. So it is very much part of the culture. And when I was doing all of my training courses, the beer store that was just off the base was a 15 minute walk and the gym was a 45 minute walk. So I'm sure you can guess where we went. We sure as hell did not go to the gym. Now, alcohol for me, even though I am not an alcoholic, it became a crutch because I did not know and I did not have the confidence in myself to be me without it. So, for example, um, my friends and I will get together for game nights and I am crazy and goofy and I do that all without alcohol. I make jokes and I make faces and I dance funny. And if you've seen my video on Instagram about the sandwich chronicles, like I do that, I do that stuff all the time. I talk in funny voices. Like I let my freak flag fly, but there was a time that I didn't know how to do that without alcohol because I didn't have the confidence in myself. So for me, choosing to no longer drink was really about coming home into my confidence and my ability to be me. And I really had to unlearn a lot of societal patterns. And my partner doesn't drink as well. He's three, uh, three years sober, three and two months. Um, so I followed after him and it's been a big adjustment because what do you do when you celebrate? You go out for drinks, you pop a bottle of champagne. What do you do when you want to relax and have a bath? You bring a glass of wine in there. There's all of these things that are associated with alcohol and drinking. And 
alcohol, drugs, they can, they can be a helpful tool. Yes, they can help you relax. They're not inherently bad. They're also not inherently good. And there, there's pros and cons to drinking, not drinking, whatever it is. But alcohol and drugs, even like marijuana, um, even though there's a lot of benefits to things like CBD and stuff like that, what it does is create holes in your auric field. So it does weaken your auric field and it allows more energies in. So if you are a person that is very closed off, that can't feel their feelings, that has trouble connecting with others, that can actually be helpful for you in the, in the immediate short term, because you can then feel others energy. That's why some people in order to connect to spirit, they need to be high. They need to have these experiences with drugs so that they can connect to spirit because they aren't feeling it on their own. Like I said, it's not inherently bad. It's not inherently good. It is what it is. As long as you are using it in a way that makes sense for you and that is in your highest and best good. So for me, stopping alcohol was huge. I once in a while will use um, marijuana products because I use do I use CBD oil for pain, which I've cut back on a lot. I barely use it anymore. And then I also sometimes for sleep I have a, a vaping sleep blend. But even that I don't like to typically use because I find that in the maybe a day for a day, maybe two, it's okay. But then I start feeling more disconnected, more disoriented, um, just more energetically weak after a couple of times. So I use it very sparingly and I'm very conscious of how I am using it. There's a lot of intention behind it. So the alcohol thing, I learned how to be myself. I unlearned all of these patterns of how to connect with people. And I learned new ways of connecting with people. And, you know, one of the amazing things that I have found is that by stopping drinking alcohol, the new relationships that are coming into my life are so full of depth and just this true connection. They are they're beautiful. They are next level. And it's a different, just a completely different energy when you are spending your time with people that typically don't drink or don't, don't drink a lot. It is just completely different. You actually connect heart to heart. You have deeper conversations. Um, you're not relying on a substance to connect you. You're relying on an actual soul connection, an actual relationship. So you're building something there that is deep and solid. So it's really, really incredible. And just even the amounts of the, the type of fun you have and the things that you can experience and the energy that you have, it's just, com it's just amazing. It, it truly is. So if this is something that maybe you've been on the fence about, like maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't give it a try. You know, honestly, the way I treated it, I wasn't like, I'm just going to stop and I'm never going to start again. I mean, and it's still not off the table. If I wanted to, I could, I could have a drink tomorrow. It's fine. 
I won't. It just doesn't feel aligned for me, but I could. But ultimately, just give it one day at a time. That's all I did. I was like, I'm going to just not drink today. And I'm not going to do tomorrow. Oh, look, it's been a month. I'll keep going. And now it's been almost two and a half years. And it's still, there's just no point. Sometimes I miss the taste of it, but it's just the the taste. Like if I can find a good non-alcoholic gin and have a gin Caesar, oh damn, I will be, <laughs> I'll be on that. But I mean, other than that, there's just no desire to go back to that way of being and go back to that energy. So that's number one. Another big thing that I shifted is the products that I use on my body and in our home. So a few years ago, I went, I switched fully over and all of the products that I use in my home are natural and chemical free. Now I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect and I'm not trying to be perfect. So yes, I still have some nail polish that has chemicals in it. Um, I don't typically don't use those ones very often, but I still have it. Um, I've bought I, I've bought some hair care products that are not the best for you. They're not, they're also not awful. They're like middle of the middle of the road. So there's, there's things where I'm not, I'm not being perfect. It's not a hundred percent organic and clean and fully 100% chemical free. But the point is, is that I took all of the major things and I switched it over. So my laundry detergent, my dish detergent, um, all of that is chemical free. It is all sourced from natural cleaning agents. So like citric acid is created from lemons and things like that. Um, and it has made a huge, huge difference and impact, you know, now, and it's actually been very difficult over like this whole pandemic thing because, the chemicals in the air and that are being used by grocery stores, I actually have significant reactions to them because I'm no longer like, I'm no longer uh, desensitized because when you are working with chemicals and like you're using bleach cleaners and like pledge and like Clorox and like all of these things, you become desensitized to them. The toxins are still affecting you, but you're not noticing it. But once you've actually been away from it, you notice how terrible it makes you feel. There was actually one time last year that I went and I was trying to clean my terracotta pot because it had some like plant mold growing on it. And I used, um, I happened to have, I still happen to have like a bleach cleaner in the house and I sprayed it and the entire house like I could smell it no matter where I went, had an instant headache and the headache lasted for like a day and a half after that. And never, never again, I'm just not, just not doing it. I'm not subjecting myself to that. And that was a real wake up call for me because I hadn't used any chemicals or toxins for such a long time. And then I went and I used it and the, the reaction was so strong. And what's crazy is that I used to not have reactions like that because I was so sensitized to it. So 
coming into natural cleaners, one, I don't have to worry about like if my dog licks my glass table, which they do all the time because they're little crumb, they're crumb horse. I don't know how else to put it. They're like, oh, is that a crumb of the food? I'm going to lick the table. Thanks. I also licked my butthole first. <laughs> but um, I don't have to worry about the fact that they'd be licking chemicals like Windex. Ugh. There's a lot of nasty stuff in there. Um, So I don't have to worry about them licking chemicals off the tables. I don't have to worry about it cross-contaminating in the food and like the food absorbing anything from residue left on plates. My skin is so much better because I'm not having um, allergic reactions to laundry detergents. Tide was the tide was the absolute worst for me. Others were a little bit better, but they were still full of chemicals. It's also not as harsh on my clothes. So I'm not, I'm not breaking out in, in rashes. I'm not itchy. I'm not like experiencing, I would get like, I'd get like rashes and hives and like hot spots, And my skin was horrible. I'd also have like breakouts where I would wear clothes. Um, and it was, it was because of the, the chemicals. So as I stopped that, all of that stopped. And the, the products that I use, they are actually effective. So one of the, one of the things that I always hear when people are thinking about switching to chemical free cleaners and switching over to a natural household is, oh, well, this stuff doesn't work. Well, it does. Some don't, don't get me wrong. Like there are some products out there that you're like, that are supposed to like quote unquote clean things. And they don't, they actually are terrible, but the ones that I use are really great. And I love them. My clothes have been cleaner. They act like my whites come out white without bleach. Like I, it's amazing. My colors are brighter. They've regained their brightness. Um, and again, it's chemical free. So I'm like my, my health overall has been better. So it just makes such a huge difference. Like headaches go away. You, you have more mental clarity. You're not as foggy. You're not as bogged down, um, energetically. And like, I mean, physical energy, because when you absorb toxins into your body, your body's working overtime and we absorb things all the time. And that's why I, that's why I really dislike going into stores sometimes, especially with all of the chemical cleaning agents they use now. And it was actually worse a couple months ago. They've kind of slowed down on it, but I used to go into like Sobeys and I would come out not being able to breathe. Part of it was because the energy was so tense. And part of it was because of all of the chemicals. So as you move into this natural way of cleaning, you really notice a difference. You know, I've even, um, I've even stopped using actual like moisturizer creams on my face. Cause even, even if you use natural ones, there still can be like alcohols and stuff in them. Um, but I just started using castor oil. Now that wasn't at first a conscious choice, but it's a conscious choice for me to continue because Um, I had actually had an allergic reaction after my breast reduction and it was to vitamin E and vitamin E also known as tocopherol acetate um, is a common additive in many skincare products. But the problem is, is that vitamin E is actually 
chemically derived. There is no natural source of topical vitamin E. So it can actually cause a lot of allergies within your body. And I learned it the hard way because after my breast reduction, I guess I was more sensitive because of, I was healing and I was in a state of inflammation already. And I ended up with this crazy rash all over like my, where my incisions were, it went all the way up my face down to my lady bits. It was itchy. It was raw. It was like bad. It was, it was bad. And I eventually narrowed it down and I figured out it was the vitamin E. But in the meantime, I couldn't even use coconut oil on my skin for a while because that was too much. And um, as I healed from that, like for a while, I had to use just Vaseline, which I, it's not, I don't know that it's actually bad for you, but it, it was the only thing that I could, I could actually use. And then I eventually switched back into coconut oil and then castor oil and castor oil is very thick, but I ended up using it on my face and it's cleared up my, um, it's cleared up my like dry skin. Cause I have combination skin. So I get, even though I have an oily, like T zone, um, I get a lot of dry flaky skin in there. And then on my nose that's cleared up. Um, it's made my scars better, even though I still have to go for uh, revision surgery, but it's made a huge difference just all over. My skin is more moisturized. It's healthy. It's glowing. Um, and I, you know, I don't know that I'll ever switch back to a regular moisturizer. I like simple things. So you, you just want to play around with it and see what works for your body and what doesn't. And just see, like, just, just play around, just play around. But the more natural you are, the more, like the, the better, because our skin absorbs everything. It really does. And, you know, even thinking about all of this hand sanitizer people are using, I know people that they've used so much hand sanitizer that the skin on their hands is like peeled off. And then they kept using it after it healed, which blows my mind. But that just goes to show that that stuff is very harsh on you and you're, you're not meant to use it in the way that we are using these things. And the other thing with, with chemical cleaners is that they actually leach out of the bottles. So I don't know if you've, you've ever noticed when you walk down like a, a cleaning aisle at a grocery store, the smell is overwhelming. But when you think about it, all of those bottles are sealed. So why are you smelling it? if they're sealed. It's because things are leaching through the plastics. So to go one step further, and this is more advanced, I have not fully done this yet. Um, but even getting rid of these chemical cleaners from your home completely. So I was listening to a podcast, um, a while back and this woman had a, uh, a vaccine injured son and he was incredibly chemically sensitive after to the point where he couldn't even sleep in the house and they had taken everything out. He still couldn't sleep in. And then one day his mom got, got this, um, kind of like divine download saying, check your nail polish. So she took the nail polish out of the house. And that night for the first time, 
he could sleep inside and not have a reaction. So even something as simple as nail polish, if it's full of chemicals, it's still leaching out. So not everybody is that sensitive, but that gives you an idea as to how it can affect you, whether you are aware of it or not. And just because you are not experiencing symptoms does not mean that you aren't being negatively effective negatively affected. So you just want to build awareness of what you are bringing in, what you are using, what, what this stuff could be doing to you, because a lot of the chemicals have carcinogenic properties. They are cancer causing, they are hormone disrupting, they cause migraines, they cause gut issues. So I highly recommend if you're going to make no other change, at least switch to natural cleaning products, natural products that you use on your body, on your face, on your hair, be very aware of the allergens that are in them. And again, you don't have to go crazy with it. This I'm still making changes and it's been a few years. I think I, I think I switched over. I want to say in 20, 2016 or 2017 is when I switched over and I'm still making adjustments and changes. So just give yourself the grace and the space to explore this and make a commitment to yourself. And again, you don't have to be perfect. Just build an awareness because every toxin that you eliminate is, is eliminating and helping your body. Even if it's not perfect, you want it to be sustainable. So that was another huge shift that I made when changing my life. Now, another thing that I've done a lot of work with is essential oils. Now, essential oils are good for many things. There's ones that you can take internally. There's like topical ones. You can use them as aromatherapy and they have a lot of different properties and benefits, both spiritual and energetic, and then also physical. So when you are looking at using essential oils, you can look depending on what you need them for. Some, maybe you just want them to uplift your mood. That's amazing. Maybe you're using them to open and align your chakras and your energy centers in your body. Amazing. Maybe you use them for stress. Maybe use them for wound treatment. You know, when I had my wisdom teeth surgery, um, I ended up with quite a bit of pain and swelling uh, in my mouth. And I don't like taking painkillers. I don't. And especially because there was a time when my chronic pain after my injury and surgery was so bad that there were days I couldn't get out of bed. I... Like I was taking so much pain medication, like handfuls, it was bad. And as I came out of that, and as I, like, I started taking the CBD oil and I started, um, looking at more natural ways of pain management. And I started understanding the mind body connection and doing healing that way. I was able to come off of pain medication. Now, I know that all of that pain medication had a negative effect on my body. Yes, it treated my pain short term, but it was not actually helping me. 
antibiotics. I use them when I have to as a last resort, but I don't like taking them unless I actually need to. I would rather have my body fight off an infection and I rarely get sick. Rarely. The one time I actually got super sick was um, when I had a flu shot in 2015. That year, oh boy, that was the worst. Um, And since then, I haven't gotten sick. I also haven't gotten flu shots and stuff like that. And then I've also, again, changed. Like, I don't drink anymore. I switched to chemical-free products. Um, I'm very aware of what I put in my body. Again, I'm not perfect. Sometimes if I'm having a day, I will down a bag of Lay's chips, which is not great. I admit that, but I'm aware and I'm conscious of my choices. So where was I going with this? (laughs) Anyway, um, pain, pain meds. That's what I'm saying. So essential oils, pain meds. Okay. So with like pain medication, So by that point, by the time I had my wisdom teeth surgery, I really wasn't taking anything. And the last thing I wanted to do was take Tylenol three, which has codeine and it affects your gut and it affects like your head and you end up with brain fog and all these, all these things. And it, you have to like detox from it. Didn't want it. I think I took one and that was the first day. So with all the pain and the swelling in my mouth, I used clove oil. Now, Clove oil is a really great analgesic. So it numbs things. It takes away pain. Tea tree oil is a natural antiseptic. So that's helping you clean, keep the wound clean. It helps with bacteria. So I use these natural, rem- these natural remedies so that I don't have to take medication unnecessarily. And, that, and that's the biggest thing is, are you, are you doing it because it's actually necessary or are there other alternatives? Because if there are healthier alternatives, then go that route. And then when you need to use and lean on medications, you can do so. And they will be more effective because you won't have developed a tolerance to it. You want to look for natural ways to treat things so that, again, when you need the Western medication, you can actually use it and have it be effective. There was, there was a time when I could take like 10, like 10 Advil extra strength and that would maybe get rid of a headache. Now that ain't good for my liver, but nothing else worked. Other like stronger stuff would just put me to sleep. I needed to semi-function. <laughs> Like it was, and I did really didn't want to get into opioid level pain meds because that I knew would really like fuck me up. So I did, I did some unhealthy things, but now if I actually need it and I will, I will, I'll take an Advil once in a while. If I actually need it, I will take it and I can actually take one and have it be effective now. But there was a time when that would do absolutely nothing. And I don't say that lightly. So when we can treat things naturally, like when, if we use essential oils, that is a really great alternative. And we just need to know what is best for our body. We need to feel it out. We need to trust ourselves. And then we also need to understand when we need extra help. 
So, you know, a good example too, with like essential oils, I use it for my dogs. Um, my, my older girl, Jilly, she will get, um, sebaceous cysts and sometimes they burst. So I end up shaving the area. I use hot compresses on it. And then I treat it with tea tree oil and clove oil. So it takes away the pain. It takes away the irritation. It keeps the bacteria down. It actually, and then with the, the hot compresses, it takes any pus out of there, prevents the infection from getting too bad and it heals on its own. And rather than having to put her on another round of antibiotics and, and do all these things, I get to treat it naturally. So it's easier on her system because the antibiotics like are horrible on her. The poor thing, she ends up barfing when she has to get on them. She doesn't hold down food. She gets really sick. Um, yeah, it helps. And it also is not great. So if I can avoid that, I will. So there are really great properties. And, and when exploring and using essential oils, whatever it's for, whether it's to uplift your energy, whether it's for energy work, like aligning your chakras, um, I use frankincense all the time. That is a very high vibrational oil. I use it to help me connect to spirit, to help me ground it. it that one aligns everything. Whatever it is that you're using it for, you can look up and just use Google to see like what oils do what things. Oregano oil is good for digestion and like parasite cleanses. Um, I mean, frankincense aligns all of your chakras. It's also very calming. Tea tree oil, great antiseptic. Clove oil, great analgesic. Um, if you use citrus blends, that's very uplifting. Eucalyptus is very stress relieving. So what, whatever it is, I mean, spirit, spearmint opens your throat chakra. Rose is good for your heart chakra. Whatever you're doing, you can search for the things that'll support you within that essential oil realm. You can search for natural alternatives and, and kind of going more into the natural part, you know, using teas. If you have uterine cramps, raspberry leaf tea is an amazing remedy rather than taking pain medication like Tylenol or Advil or Midol. There are always natural alternatives and those natural alternatives can be used on their own or to help assist Western medicine. But you can't make these changes unless you're willing to learn and unless you're willing to understand it and, and research what is going to benefit you. And it's trial and it is also trial and error because some things work great for some people, some things and some things don't. What might work really well for Bob, might not work well for Joe. So it is some trial and error, but everything is trial and error. You just have to be open and willing to play with it. And another thing about essential oils is they can really become a ritual and a practice for you. So I actually haven't done this in quite a while but I'm feeling called to bring it back in where I have different blends and I anoint each of my chakras. And that ritual 
Yes, it's energetic because I'm taking the essential oils. I'm anointing my chakras. I'm smelling them. So I'm getting the aromatherapy benefits from them. And then also just the, the ritual of anointing each chakra point on your physical body is a very um, embodied type of exercise and ritual. So it's bringing you into your physical while aligning you with your spiritual. So you can actually create rituals around this. Another thing that I've done that has really had a, a big impact on my life is having plants. And I used to be the person that would kill everything. I could not keep a plant alive to save my soul. I, I, would, I could kill a plastic plant, guys. That was me back in the day. But I felt called to work with plants. So I started working with plants. And now I'm not a huge plant person. Like the, the people I see on like TikTok and Instagram, their, their house is basically a jungle. I'm like, oh, damn, that's amazing. I'm not quite there, but I have a lot. And even in my office right now where I'm recording the podcast, I have two hanging philodendrons. And so they're like big viney leafy green plants that are hanging from my light in my office. And it makes it feel like a jungle. And I will tell you, so plants have spirits themselves and you can learn to communicate with the plants and, and talk to them and receive messages from them. And so the, the plants have a spirit of consciousness. They're also guardians that exist for each plant. That's like the fairy elemental realm. And you will notice a difference when your plant isn't there. So I will take my, my hanging plants down and I go and I put them in the tub and I give them a nice solid watering. And when they're in the tub and they've gotten their water and they'll sit there until they, they dry. Cause I obviously don't want any water dripping onto my computer, onto my desk, because they're really right above that. If I come into my office, I notice a huge difference. There's a huge difference in the energy because plants are meant to support us and they help absorb energy, transmute energy. They give us oxygen. They clean the air. There's a very symbiotic relationship that we end up developing with plants. And it can take, it can take time for you to start understanding that world and developing those relationships, especially if you are not somebody who considers yourself to have a green thumb. But the more that you put effort into having plants and nurturing them, the easier it'll get because you'll learn. And at some point, whatever resistance you have and all of the energies that you have that the plants are absorbing that are causing them to die will stop and they'll start growing and they'll start flourishing and it'll shock you. At, like I'm still, sometimes it'll feel like my plant has grown like so big overnight. And I'm like, where did you come from? I have a snake plant. No, I do, but I have a spider plant and those things, like they grow extra little tendrils and then they grow babies. And yeah, it was this tiny little thing last year. And now it's big and it has so many babies that I actually really need to pot because my babies are almost becoming the same size as my plant. Um, but it's growing and it's flourishing and I'm shocked by it, but 
at some point I developed a relationship with the plant. So plants really make a huge difference in your life because you can feel their energy. You can feel how you are relating to them. And I know that might sound crazy and weird to you. And guys, I've talked to plants before. I had, I learned that in like, I learned how to do that in theta healing, how to communicate with plants, how to communicate with animals. Um, I've, I've learned how to do it. So you can psychically connect with a plant and anybody can do it. But even if you aren't psychically connecting to a plant and you're not talking to it, though you can, you can feel the energy, you can feel the life. And when it's not there, you can feel the absence of it and the the void that is left behind. So I encourage you to get some plants, to have greenery, even and even if not all of your plants are real, even if you have some artificial plants, the, the energy behind the artificial plant and the fact that you are bringing in that energetic connection of nature, even though the plant is fake, it makes a difference. But I would still have real plants. Artificial on their own isn't enough, but it does bring in that plant-like energy. But real plants, obviously, they are alive. They are growing. They're, they are connecting with you, whether you are aware of it or not. And they are serving you, whether you are aware of it or not. And fun fact If you've ever had a plant for a while and just suddenly it dies, it's actually completed its life cycle and it's completed its kind of soul contract with you. Cause like I said, plants have a consciousness. So I had a money tree. Um, Her name was Penelope. She was about four years old. And then all of a sudden within about a month, no matter what I did, I could not, she just, she kicked the bucket. She died. I could not revive her. And it was sad. It was a sad day when she finally just fully, fully died. But whatever, whatever soul contract was completed there, whatever she needed to carry for me, take from me, all of that energy that she absorbed, she completed it. She's done. So I honor Penelope for serving me and for helping me for those four years. And now I've shifted into new energy. So I have new plants in my office and they're doing different things. And some of them may be around for years and years and years. And some of them may die off. I don't know when it'll happen. I, and that's okay. But plants make a huge difference in the energy in our homes. So I encourage you to have plants. And the last thing that I'll mention today for think, oops, sorry guys, I banged the table. The last thing that I will mention today for things that really shifted how I live my life, what my energy is like, are books, podcasts, spiritual teachings. So when I was just living life and I was, I wasn't conscious. I wasn't really, I wasn't conscious. So I was just living day to day, going to work, coming home, drinking, eating, 
just sitting in whatever energy I was in, not aware of things. There was not a lot filling up my life because everything was very mundane. It is what it is. Yeah, I had good experiences. I did. There were good things that came into my life. There were lessons that I learned, but it took me a long time to realize what those lessons were because I didn't have the awareness and the consciousness to learn it in the moment. I was also very affected by other people. So now it's pretty rare that I get significantly affected by others. Sometimes I do. Like last week was a weird week for me. And I had a lot of anxiety come up, lots of shadow aspects come up. There was a lot of fear, judgment, things like that. And I had to get really real with myself and I had to be very cautious with my energy. So it does happen, but typically I like, I can have somebody say something to me and I don't take it on. I like life doesn't take me out the way that it used to. But back then, before I started doing personal development and spiritual development and listening to podcasts and all of these things, life would take me out. Like anything could take me out and it would take me out for a long time. And I was very much a victim. I had a terrible mindset. All of my thoughts were negative. I was constantly beating myself up. You know, I was bullied growing up and all the things that they said to me didn't even compare to the things that I would say to myself. So I was just in this very low vibrational state where I wasn't truly living. So incorporating these positive, high vibrational things into my life like listening to podcasts, like doing personal development work, like understanding spirituality, connecting with spirit, coming into energy healing. Those have all had a huge, huge impact on the way I feel about myself, the way I carry myself, my energy, how I interact with others, how I interact with the energy of the world. I'm coming to this place and I will never be perfect at this because I will always be growing and learning and changing, but I'm coming to this place of still point and this still point energy from which you can live your life as you learn and grow and heal and change is really beautiful because this still point energy is, it's like, It's the consciousness of the universe. It is the, it is the feeling and the essence of God's source spirit creator. So everything is neutral until we give it meaning and neutral is not bleh. It's not bleh. It's, it's just, it is. It is everything all at once. So this still point energy, when you can come into this and live your life from this, the low vibrational negative things roll off you. 
That doesn't mean every day is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you won't have bad days or bad weeks. Like I said, last week was really weird and it was super tough. That's okay though. But most of my time is spent from in this still point energy. And then from this still point, you bring in love and joy because it's part of it. You are able to look at life from this completely different perspective. You're able to shift out of that victim mindset and mentality. You're able to come at others from a space of love. And you can love them unconditionally. And again, loving someone, giving love does not mean you condone someone's actions. It just means that you are loving and accepting them as and where they are. And you can still have your beliefs, your boundaries, your limits, your path in life. It doesn't mean that you have to intersect with someone. It just means that you can love them from soul to soul. And by being able to love and understand someone and seeing their potential and their shadows, you can look at them from that still point energy, from that perspective of an observer, of that God consciousness, that source, that spirit, from the perspective of the universe. You can see unity rather than division. And you can know and understand whether someone is able to come and come into the level where you are at with understanding, whether they can't handle it. You can understand how to meet them at their level if it's someone you are working with. You can understand how to interact with others in a way that, again, creates unity versus division. Now, by doing the work on yourself, that is how you get there. I read books. I'm sitting in front of my bookcase and it is full of spiritual books, personal development books, healing books. I'm constantly reading and learning and growing. I take spiritual courses. I take personal development courses. I've taken coaching certifications so that I can learn the best skills that I can to help you be the best version of you. And all those skills that I have also helps me navigate my own stuff. I listen to podcasts, to different motivational talks. 
And I use all of these not only to learn and grow and heal, but also as tools to, if I feel that in that moment, I can't shift out of whatever lower energy that I am in, I can use those tools to shift me out of it, especially listening to things like podcasts. I mean, my podcast, for example, you're listening to this episode, I'm pretty sure that if you were in a bad mood before, you're probably not in a bad mood now because you listened to something that shifted you out of whatever energy and mind, mind space that you were in. And if you are still in a negative energy and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I'm just so grumpy today and life is awful. Well, <laughs> I don't know. You got to listen to more podcasts then. Do like another maybe six episodes. <laughs> listen to some music. Shift. Allow yourself to shift out of it. And if you're not shifting out of it, what are you hanging on to and why? Because most of the time when we are feeling stuck in an energy, where when we're feeling stuck in a mindset and we are by ourselves without an external tool, can't shift out of it. If we embrace that exter external tool and we allow ourselves to let go and release whatever we're holding on to, it allows us to shift how we're feeling. So podcasts, amazing for that. I, I honestly don't know somebody that can be in a bad mood and listen to a positive podcast and still be in a bad mood unless they are choosing to hang on to something. So lean on your tools. Have music playlists that raise your vibration, that, that bring your mood up. You know, even things like you can have a dance party in the kitchen, or one of my favorite things is to go sing in the kitchen. I love belting out these super, um, super duper ballads. Never Enough, by the way, from The Greatest Showman. Oh, so good. Never Enough. I will not belt it out on here. Um, <laughs> but I love doing stuff like that because it brings me into my body. It brings me into my heart. It shifts my energy. It also moves energy out of me. Some people are big on dancing. Some people love to garden, but use all of these different tools to connect back into your heart, your soul, and your body. And especially, especially things that are educational, like going to workshops, like seeing energy healers, like reading books, like listening to podcasts, things that educate you and shift your perspective and move you forward. Those are super, super important because if you don't have those and you don't have the knowledge of how to shift out of things, of how to grow, of how to overcome things, of, of how to shift your perspective, and you don't know where you're going, you are going to stay stuck. So these are tools that help you move forward. And if you've done something before and you're like, oh, reading's not for me, maybe that book wasn't for you. Maybe you haven't found the right, the right author, the right topic, the right voice. So do things that call you. You know, there, there are people that 
for example, love Gabby Bernstein. And I've purchased her books. I have them sitting behind me. Those ones, for some reason, I haven't, I haven't read them. Haven't felt called to. I've absorbed some of her other stuff, but I haven't actually read her books. Hasn't been the right time. Maybe I never will. I don't know. But at this point in time, I haven't felt called to actually follow through. But I got her books because of recommendations. Now, recommendations are amazing and they can guide you towards information. But if there's something in it where you're doing, where where you're getting it because someone told you to versus following through because your heart and your soul is calling you to, there's, there's an energetic difference there, but also just, you just want to flow with it. You know, there are books that I purchased years ago that I have now read this year. I knew at some point I would need them. My soul called me to them, but that moment to read them wasn't the right time. So just feel it out, but you want to be learning. You want to be educating yourself. You want to find the mentors, the teachers that move you forward because that will provide you the biggest shift. So I will leave it there for today. These are some of the biggest changes that I have made in my life. And if you are feeling called to make these changes and you have any questions, please send me a message. You can send me an email, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook. I am here to answer your questions, to fully support you. If you are ready to dive into education and energy healing and moving yourself forward, really getting out of your own way, send me a message. We can talk about coaching. You can book a Thady healing session. Wherever you need support, I'm here for you. So if you are feeling called to take these next steps, just reach out. That's that's the first step. Reach out and then we'll go from there. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I will see you next time. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.